We are talking Dynasty Waiver Wire and how to value elite veterans in Dynasty Leagues on today's episode of Locked On Dynasty. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how are you today? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing well. It's Tuesday. We're talking Dynasty transactions, and we're looking ahead to week 13 in the NFL. Matt, I've even got some leagues uh, where playoffs are starting this week. Oh, wow. Uh, Scott Fishbowl started actually this past week, started in week 12. I've got a few of my other leagues that are uh, larger, the 24 and some even 48 teams where the playoffs are starting this week. And uh, I was five for five, made the playoffs in all five of those leagues. We'll see what happens in the next couple of weeks. That's why we all listen to you. You know a thing or two. I try. I try. <laughs> uh, we're talking. Let's start the conversation with some waiver wire targets. We talked about a couple of these guys yesterday in our week twelve recap, but I, I do want to dig in more to um, to a couple of these players. It, it's got to start with Mike White. We mentioned this name last week, and and a week ago at this point, it was it was just speculation that the Jets would bench Zach Wilson. It was. Uh, It was speculation that was shared with seemingly almost everyone because anybody that watched that game, that even watched that uh, press conference, it was pretty clear it was time to make a change. They bring in Mike White. They did this last year as well. Mike White had a couple big games for the Jets last season. They go back to Wilson. We saw what happened. Same thing here. Uh, In week 12, Mike White ends up with 315 passing yards, three touchdowns, scored more fantasy points in this game than Zach Wilson ever has in Mm -hmm. his young career. Um, So I I think it's pretty clear that it's it's Mike White's job for the rest of this season. And and Zach Wilson may be going the the route of, uh, you know. Yeah. Josh Rosen or someone like that, I guess, at this point. But what do we expect from Mike White moving forward? Is this a guy that the Jets would actually consider as a, a starting option next year as well? I mean, he's not a young guy, 27 years old. Mm-hmm. Obviously, no draft capital, no draft pedigree, nothing like that. Is is he an answer just for the rest of this season or maybe beyond? Um. Well... I think we have a big enough body of work going forward the rest of the year to at least analyze that. This isn't a week 17 start, a week 18 start. So, you know, we we can go with that. Um, I do think that he is clearly a stepped up just because he's efficient. He doesn't do dumb stuff. You know, I mean, he's a professional quarterback. At a minimum, for our purposes... He's going to have a Chase Daniel-like career now. We've seen this where if you're good for a couple weeks, you are going to be a millionaire and you're going to last in the league for 10 years. Good for you. I mean, it's the best path to be a millionaire in the world. Um, I'm not willing to say that he's next year's starter. I mean, like, yeah, I think Jimmy Garoppolo ends up there or something like that. But Yeah, and, and yeah. You, you make a really good point. I mean, I'm sure Robert Saleh is not ready to 
to name him the the 2023 starter either. Mm-mm. I mean, the the real answer is nobody knows yet. But you're right. We're going to get several weeks of um, yeah, several we'll get- weeks of starts and film, and and we'll get to figure this out, and, and the Jets will get to figure this out. But I think you're right. It's it's unlikely that mm-hmm. he's the 2023 starter barring any type of injury. And, and Garoppolo has been rumored there. Derek Carr has been rumored there um, depending on how things play out with the Raiders. But he may have a Ryan Fitzpatrick career or, yeah. you know, I, I can't imagine they go back to Wilson this year. I, I don't think that's too much of a knee jerk after one game. Right. I mean, and, no, I don't, I don't think so either. I, I mean, he was an actor. I mean, they, yeah, and and deserve to be. And um, the Sala said, said after the game that uh, Mike White made the easy look easy, and yeah, um, something that that Zach Wilson had not done. Uh, after the numbers he put up, though, I would certainly be adding him in super flex leagues for the rest of this season as we see how things play out with uh, with some quarterbacks getting injured, with some quarterbacks losing their job. Um, you, you've got to, you got to have some backup plans, uh, even as you enter your playoffs or near your playoffs. And Mike White could be one of those options. One note on one him, of those, though, that Bears sure. defense he played against without Roquan, without Quinn yeah. and some injuries is potentially the worst one in the league. So if you're fortunate enough to have them, pick them up. I might just get out when the getting's good. And you know, if you can turn them into something, it's probably nowhere to go, but down. Yeah, I did have someone ask me uh, a trade question. Should I trade Mike White and Zach Wilson in a super flex for a late second round rookie pick? I said, yes, take that. Take wow. that second okay. rounder. Um, so that's that's kind of where I see the value. Get get rid of both of those guys. Open up two roster spots. Get a second rounder in a uh, what looks like a deep class. Okay. Matt, I talked about some injured quarterbacks and probably the most notable of those from week 12 was Aaron Rodgers, who left that Sunday night game uh, late in the game and was replaced by Jordan Love. Love played well uh, through that touchdown pass to Christian Watson, looked sharp. Certainly, I thought, um, looked much better than anything we had seen from him on an NFL field up until this point. And, of course, the Packers are going to have a big decision at the end of the season because they've got to pick up that option on Jordan Love, and it's going to be uh, 20-something million, I believe. Um, who knows how they're going to work that with the salary cap. They're in, they're in bad shape with the salary cap. They were already, even before giving Rodgers that huge contract extension last offseason. They've got a lot to figure out. But let's just focus on the next few weeks if we assume Aaron Rodgers misses some time, uh, does this potentially open up the door for Jordan Love to take that job the rest of this season and beyond? Maybe. That's yeah. a massive move and, and just in the organization, and they just gave Rodgers money. Do we know if Rodgers wants to return? I mean, I'd be shocked if Rodgers plays next week, but for our purposes, I think Love was a different player. I mean, it was a short amount of, of that we saw Sunday night, but it was way right. more fundamentally sound, smoother, calmer, more accurate, very impressive. So for our purposes, I think he greatly enhanced his chances of being a starter somewhere next year. Yeah. 
it's you're I mean it's just it's so messy and there's yeah the the contracts of both of those players are so um you know so impactful on the situation I just feel like Aaron Rodgers is going to walk away from this from the league after this year mm-hmm. you know I mean this guy was not happy playing on um on playoff caliber teams, on on playoff teams every year, on championship caliber teams, he was unhappy and frustrated. Uh, I mean, I can I can only imagine his demeanor this season and and his you know attitude. Right. Uh, thinking about injuries. moving forward, he's not right. Any right. Take a shot on Jordan Love if he is still available. Uh, probably already rostered in those super flex, but uh, grab him. A player that is certainly rostered in super flex leagues, but you might want to pick him up in even those one quarterback leagues is Jameis Winston. It just feels like the Saints are, are ready to move away from Andy Dalton. Back to Jameis Winston. Saints were bad again in week 12. And uh, I don't know. We probably shouldn't even mention the name Bryce Perkins. I think he threw for 100 yards on Sunday, the Rams starter. Uh, But it is looking more and more like we may have seen the last of Matthew Stafford this season. So uh, keep keep Perkins in mind for those reasons. Uh, Matt, it it gets really interesting at the running back position this week. We're going to talk about some of those guys right after this break. Guys, I've told you about Turo a lot. I mean, Turo's the world's largest car-sharing marketplace. With Turo, you can book any car you want, wherever you want it, from a community of local hosts, browse a huge section selection of vehicles for just about any occasion or budget, book an SUV or minivan for a family road trip, a pickup truck for some errands, or even test drive an EV if you want. Uh, every trip is backed by liability insurance. That's super important. Terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Forget boring rental cars and find your drive at Turo.com. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports Today. From the games that matter to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked on Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Matt, the running back position is where we have some uh, some names that could really impact things down the stretch of the fantasy season. Let's start with the Jets. Uh, Michael Carter suffered an ankle injury that has him day-to-day. We'll see if he's able to return soon. But this rookie, Zonovan Knight, came in, took over, once Carter was hurt, it was a little bit of uh, news and, and uh, you know, certainly noteworthy before the game started that James Robinson of the Jets was a healthy scratch and he was being replaced by Knight. Um, and then when when the rookie got his chance, he took off and uh, had a very impressive game. Knight ended with uh, 69 rushing yards, also caught three passes for 34 yards. Uh, Ty Johnson also there to consider, and as as is James Robinson. He was that healthy scratch, but if if Carter misses time, we might see a combination of those guys. Mm-hmm. At this point, Knight is probably the one I'm most interested in, and he's certainly the one that is available in uh, nearly every dynasty league. Yeah, 100%. I mean, and he falls into a really good opportunity with, yeah, he's probably going to share carries as most backfields do. But, 
there's, I mean, he could easily be the lead guy. I don't think Ty Johnson's ever going to be a lead guy, but he's a useful piece to any offense. And he's flashed over the last couple of years. Um, Robinson seems to be in the doghouse. I mean, he was inactive as well. I mean, I'm not quite sure what's going on there. I'll be honest. I don't know a ton about Knight though. I'm not, you know, stylistically background is not as much as I would like. So I got to dig into that. Yeah. Powerful guy, uh, Mm -hmm. which, you know, makes sense that he would fit well. Yeah. would fit well with Ty Johnson in some type of committee and, and would be uh, more of the lead back type. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see if Michael Carter's able to get back on the field. I, I will be trying to grab Zonovan Knight in my dynasty leagues. Uh, I suggest you do the same. Sure. Uh, Melvin Gordon, of course, released by the Broncos, uh, couple weeks ago a little while ago after last after that week 11 game i guess it was uh he lands with uh one of the broncos rivals he's now a kansas city chief of course the chiefs have uh have been playing without clyde edwards alaire you could argue they've been playing without clyde edwards alaire for the past couple (laughs) years but uh the rookie isaiah pacheco's been the lead back there do you think Pacheco keeps that job or, or is Gordon a threat here? I think this is just insurance. You know, this team's in it yeah. to win it. Only a contender would be interested in Gordon. Um, if Pacheco's one injury away from, oh, no, we got problems at running back. I think that's what they're trying to avoid. But, hey, that could happen and they could hand it right to Gordon and he could be the lead back in a great offense. So I think you absolutely want to own him. Um, we actually saw Jones this week. I mean, I, I forgot he was the Chiefs, yeah. so maybe they are a little more worried about depth there than we thought. But here's one thing the coaches think about the fantasy owners don't is Melvin Gordon doesn't help on special teams. He doesn't run down on punt coverage, you know, so mm. it, it, he may be inactive for two weeks or need to be the one before he's really useful. Yeah, good good point there. Uh, Jordan Mason, we mentioned the injuries to the 49ers running backs uh, at the end of yesterday's show, both McCaffrey and uh, Mitchell leaving that game. It It's still early. Looks like Mitchell might miss some time, and I, I think McCaffrey probably escaped anything serious. Uh, but Jordan Mason would be the beneficiary there, we assume. Uh, Ty Davis-Price still hanging around there uh, as well. So those, those two Coleman rookies. could get activated. Oh, wow. Yuck. But Mason's the one you want, I think. Yeah. We don't want any of those guys. We want Christian McCaffrey, and we want Christian McCaffrey to be featured in that offense, but uh, we hadn't really seen that yet. They have Um, some harder games coming up, though. I mean, I think it's going to be McCaffrey time soon. Yeah. A couple other names to uh, consider and to monitor as you're uh, checking injury issues and – uh, setting up those waivers, Travis Etienne. We talked about that foot injury. Sounds like it wasn't anything, but Jamichael Hasty and Daryl Henderson there in Jacksonville would be next in line. Kyron Williams with the Rams continues to see the bulk of the snaps. He's more of a pass catching guy. And uh, Richie James with the Giants, Byron Pringle with the Bears. Both of those guys hmm. are going to take advantage of injuries ahead of them and see some playing time down the stretch. Matt, when we come back, we're going to talk about some elite veterans and how we should be valuing them as the offseason approaches. This episode is brought to you by Audible. Uh, Audible's releasing a slate of new football podcasts I think you'll like that that we're sure you're going to love. I mean, find Block Forever now wherever you get your podcasts. So Block Forever is a brand new podcast from former 
NFL All-Pro Ryan Khalil and Audible. I mean, Khalil takes the conversation about football to a new level. He gives football fans an insider's look at the game through the eyes of the greatest players and personalities of all time. You'll hear Christian McCaffrey, who we were just talking about, talk about his love-hate relationship with fantasy football. And Juju Smith-Schuster gives his most honest opinions on other players and positions in the league. Uh, new episodes of Block Forever will be recorded and released every week ahead of Thursday Night Football. Uh, Ryan and his guests discuss topics like players' psyche, sports betting, playing through pain, how to deal with combative teammates, being a leader. There's nothing really out of bounds with this podcast. So it's available for free on Audible wherever you get your podcast. Catch the full Block Forever series available anywhere you get your podcast. Available everywhere now. Audible. Gets in the game. Matt, let's talk about some elite veteran producers uh, because I'm starting to see a value gap in uh, or a gap in in what these players are producing versus how they're valued in dynasty okay. leagues. Okay. And the closer we get to the fantasy offseason, uh, of course, you know, typically the end of the calendar year basically matches the uh, lines up with the beginning of the fantasy, the dynasty offseason. And the closer we get to that, the the more value these players are going to lose. And I'm just not so sure that should happen. Even looking at our November DLF dynasty ADP, and we'll have, we'll have some December data for you very soon. But looking back at that November data, a guy like Derrick Henry, was the RB, uh, the RB11 in November. He's the RB3 right now in fantasy. That's how he's producing. Uh, and, and basically, week in, week out, giving you uh, elite-level performances. But he's the RB11. And, of course, that has to do with his age, nearly yeah. 29 years old. Where but we see it with a lot of other players. Christian McCaffrey is the RB4. He's the RB6 in ADP. Aaron Jones. Scoring as the RB7, ADP, RB19. Joe Mixon, running back nine. uh, ADP says he's the running back 17. Dalvin Cook, he's the RB11. ADP says RB16. So each of these guys valued below where they're producing. And and, and we understand. I mean, that's part of Dynasty. And that's part of um, kind of that age curve as players get uh, closer to the end of their career. But I'm just starting to think, especially with Henry and McCaffrey, and we'll talk about a couple guys from from other positions as well. It feels like it feels like we might be taking it too far. Should we be valuing Derrick Henry above Damian Pierce and DeAndre Swift, two guys that he's behind right now? I'm starting to lean that way too, and you just made a strong argument in that direction. I mean, Aaron Jones was the one that stood out to me. What was he like, 25 or something? Yeah, back down down at RB 19. RB 19. Okay, I mean that's too low. I mean he's uh, those five names you mentioned don't look like lesser players to me when I watch them. And we've often said, and I'm very guilty of this too, that I don't practice what I preach, but we should almost treat running backs in Dynasty the same as we do in Redraft, right? I mean, they're so short-lived, but we don't. You know, we still take, you know, Aaron Jones after 18 running backs are gone or whatever. So uh, I think that it's smart. I mean, Damian Pierce is a perfect example. We talked about him yesterday. 
let's not just assume these guys have it or out of the out of the woods, especially on bad teams mm-hmm. like that. You know, and the last two weeks have been miserable for him. Well, and you, you talked about practicing what you preach and what we've always preached on here since the beginning, and and even before the locked on days when we were the the Dynasty Blueprint podcast, yeah. we've talked about. Um, the t- the right time to buy and sell these veterans, and you want if you want to sell them, the time to do that is in season when they have their most their peak value, and when they are producing, uh, the time to buy is of course in the off season. And I don't always practice that. I mean, right, right, right. I, I don't always take advantage of that off season discount to go out and get Derrick Henry on my team or Christian McCaffrey, or we're going to move over and, and look at some wide receivers as well. And, and this is really, I think where the, um, where the discussion is crucial because these wide receivers are not old. They might be old compared to Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. <laughs> sure. Sure. But right now we've got Stefan Diggs as the fantasy wide receiver one and the dynasty wide receiver seven. Tyree Kill, wide receiver three compared to wide receiver eight. Devontae Adams, wide receiver four compared to wide receiver 16 in our ADP. And, and Cooper I know Cup. we got one more name, but like all three of these teams just like invested big money in these guys in draft picks. Like the teams are telling us best is yet to come, but we don't listen. And the thing is, and this is really, I don't know, I need to go back and listen to this this exact podcast when January, February rolls around, just to remind myself. The thing is, it's not always a, a matter of trading Jalen Waddle for Stefan Diggs. Mm-hmm. You usually don't even have to give up that much. And and we always suggest buying back those years. If you can move from Diggs to Waddle or Hill to Waddle and the production's going to be similar or, you know, even Lamb or A.J. Brown. Yeah, that I think that makes sense. The point is, these elite producers are even cheaper than that. You can give up sometimes a oh, late yeah. first-round pick for some of these guys and acquire them, especially once the offseason begins. That's what we should be doing. Um, and, and then Travis Kelsey, just the last one to throw in here. He's obviously the tight end one by a huge margin. And uh, is the tight end three in our ADP behind Andrews and Kyle Pitts. So really, you know, almost just a reminder for myself to uh, to go out and try to acquire these players in my dynasty leagues as soon as I start to see that value slipping. And honestly, I'm already seeing it. Yeah. And again, it's great to have. Waddle and Jefferson and all those guys. I mean, it's it's tremendous. But I I think if I were to truly step back and analyze myself as a dynasty owner, my biggest weakness might be age bias. And I know I'm not alone yeah. in that. But all of a sudden, it's like, okay, I'll dump Cup for a future first and George Pickens or whatever. You know what I mean? You know, someone I think is going to be good, but they aren't always. And before you know it, you never have the the guys in their prime years and you're playing against them. And I threw cup out there because think about how cheap he's going to be. I mean, right. as long as McVay's the, the, the coach there, he's going to catch 10 balls a game. It doesn't matter about anything else. Yeah. And it, it's not something to totally let go of as far mm-hmm. as that, uh, you know, that age consideration, it's got to play a piece and we are going to see players continue to, um, decline and and lose value as they as they age uh 
but I just think especially with these elite guys and Henry McCaffrey, the four receivers and Travis Kelsey, I think are the, are the, the main examples. That's seven mm-hmm. players. Those are going to be probably the top seven, um, uh, of my buy list as soon as the off season begins. Okay. Like does Travis Kelsey look like a declining player to you? <laughs> I mean, Does, doesn't seem that way. No, doesn't seem that way. Thanks for, uh, thanks for listening today. That is it for today's show. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL, and I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.